Ideally, it would be great if you could have just a, a sandbox like environment so you can develop that feature in isolation. Make sure it works fine. The, the checkout is our most uh, advanced uh, implementation, I would say, um, because it not only documents the components, but it also documents the complete application. With Storybook Composition, you can make, basically connect different storybooks, even if they're deployed separately. Yeah, it also allows you to, to, to shape your components without having to think of uh, the integration. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Hi. It happens that uh, listening to a podcast starts uh, or sparks new questions. So after our episode on front-end quality, we wanted to know more about Storybook. And at the same time, some other people reached out to us to collaborate on the podcast. And you know what? They had great Storybook uh, uh, knowledge. So here we are creating an episode about Storybook. Yes, and it will be the last episode uh, of 2020. So uh, after that, we will take a break uh, towards 2021. And yeah, we can already share that we are coming back, back with uh, some great topics, like for instance, uh, coding competitions, team topologies, GraphQL and TypeScript. So I think January is already fully booked with uh, new episodes. So that's really great. Hey, but uh, yeah, talking about Storybook, uh, but both of us never worked with it. I, I think yeah, I don't have this engineering background, but you, uh, your your engineering uh, uh, experience is uh, like 2012 or something, so it's already uh, way back. So um, yeah, really important that our guests can share what uh, yeah what what we're talking about, how they um, do that within their teams. Um, and talk about the potential of, of the tool like Storybook. So uh, time to explore and introduce the guests. Yeah, so today we have uh, Jan Braga. He's a, a senior front-end engineer at uh, Frontman, and he's also a contributor to Storybook. So uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're, he should know something about it, I guess. And then we have uh, Niels van Midden. He's a front-end engineer in one of our uh, front-end teams uh, here in the webshop uh, at Bol.com. And they were uh, also uh, yeah, really using uh, Storybook. So this uh, should be an interesting conversation. So welcome, gentlemen. Hey. Um, Thank you. Jan here. Thanks. Thank you so much, Peter. And Peter, <laughs> I'm really glad to be here. Okay. Great. Hey, could you, uh, yeah, for our listeners, what is Storybook? Let's start with that question. Uh, well, pretty good question. Um, so Storybook is an open source tool to help developers uh, build UI components in isolation. Um, I'm pretty sure that most people have gone through certain situations of which they're developing a feature, but that feature is part of a page which is difficult to access. Uh, so let's say you're doing uh, you're doing this checkout feature, and then you need to log in in the application. You need to connect to the VPN. You need to spin up the backend services. Then you need to fill some forms. You need to click here and there, and only then you get to the page that your feature is. And that takes quite some time. It's pretty frustrating. And ideally, it would be great if you could have just a, a sandbox-like environment so you can develop that feature in isolation, make sure it works fine, 
and then you can integrate it back to the application. So Storybook is the tool to help you with that. And uh, you can see, you can think of Storybook kind of like a, an actual book uh, that indexes really nice pages and every page relates to a component. The component tells stories about itself where every story represents a UI state of that component. So if we go back to the example of the checkout, we could have a form which has an empty state, a filled state, invalid state, and all of those could be easily described on and easily uh, checked on Storybook. It's nice that you mentioned uh, checkout though, since we've uh, documented the complete React application for the checkout in Storybook. Uh, basically every component, but also as a complete application. Oh, nice to know. It's uh, it's really interesting to to see that people are using Storybook in a more advanced way, let's say. It's also pretty common to hear Storybook when people are talking about component libraries. And um, I have the feeling that most people think that Storybook can only be used by component library teams, which is definitely not the case. What about bold.com? So I hear that you, your developer working there, and you've mentioned that uh, Storybook is used extensively over there, right? Yeah, so uh, at the shop, we uh, recently uh, start, started the Team Universe, and Team Universe is uh, building up a design system for the shop. Um, and there we use uh, Storybook uh, complementary to the design system. So it works as a documentation tool to, uh, yeah, to, to build our shared components in isolation and uh, yeah, use them as a single sort of truth and also distribute them. Um, yeah, and I think uh, that's not the only place. We use it in, um, in quite some places for the shop. Um, so our shop is basically a mono repo and we have uh, well, various uh, JavaScript application applications, but also uh, web components. Uh, and basically all of our web components are also documented in, uh, in Storybook, but, uh, and, and all the React applications we have are also documented in Storybook. And uh, just uh, like I mentioned, the, the checkout is our most uh, advanced uh, implementation, I would say, um, because it not only documents the components, but it also documents the complete application. And we uh, applied um, uh, Cypress to it to basically test the whole uh, checkout, which is pretty nice. Um, so are you actually having multiple Storybook um, instances inside of your monorepo, or do you have a single one which renders everything? Yeah, we have uh, multiple since you have uh, various uh, storybook instances, for example, to render HTML or React or Vue or whatever. Uh, so what we did is in each, um, uh, we, we wrote a script and within each package we define if we use uh, storybook for React or storybook for HTML for web components. And then that script, um, uh, uh, checks all of the packages we have and what instances are installed. And based on that, it shows a CLI and asks you what, what uh, package you'd like to start in Storybook. And it picks then either a React instance or an HTML instance. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Um, 
There's actually a feature which has been uh, shipped on Storybook 6, uh, which has been released for a couple of months uh, from now. Um, it's called Storybook Composition, and I think it tackles that issue um, pretty much. So one, one use case, for instance, is you might have a team which takes care of the component library. Uh, maybe they do uh, everything using web components so that it can be used across multiple technologies. And then you have another team taking care of a feature in a React project, for instance. With Storybook Composition, you're, um, you can make, basically connect different Storybooks, even if they're deployed separately, into the same one. So you can compose a remote Storybook, for instance, that is deployed by the uh, component library team into your local one. And all the stories, they will be also integrated in your local Storybook. So me as a feature developer um, working on the React project, for instance, I can basically search for whatever component in my search in my storybook. And that will also pick up the, uh, the ones from the component library. And it's a really great way to uh, enforce the uh, collaboration between different projects. And also, of course, uh, code reuse and documentation and stuff like that. Yeah, I think this is a powerful feature and it's ready to be picked up uh, within a few weeks. So uh, so every package that uh, uses Storybook as documentation tool uh, gets deployed to our GitLab pages. Um, and uh, soon our um, uh, shared components from Team Universe are, are, are so as well. And it would be really nice to use uh, Storybook compositions to um, uh, uh, show the shared resources for all of the packages that we uh, that we host, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think these, these are great examples as well. What, what I was also wondering, uh, you you also explained what Storybook is, and we explained a little about how the, the team is using it. In general, what problems does uh, Storybook solve? Interesting. Um, you know, I think of Storybook. Um, as a tool, but at the same time, not one that fixes technical problems. Uh, I really like when tools, they also change mindsets. And for instance, uh, Niels, you mentioned about a monorepo. I'm pretty sure that um, if before you didn't have it and you migrated, um, the collaboration levels for sure, they, they're much higher now. Storybook kind of does the same thing. And um, as I mentioned before, for developers, there's this problem of um, having too many external environment uh, dependencies which are affecting your development process. And Storybook allows you to sandbox it so that you can just isolate it, uh, in an isolated fashion develop that component. So for developers, that is pretty good. But there is also, also the uh, communication problems that sometimes happens between designers and developers. Um, sometimes some designers are ready, but developers, they don't know about it or they just don't know exactly the specific margins and paddings and tokens that they need to follow. And especially um, maintaining a single language between the designers and, and developers, that's something that usually <laughs> it's difficult to, to do. And Storybook is kind of like the bridge between designers and developers to help with that. So if you were to have a team of designers checking um, their design systems, they're making everything on Figma, let's say, or uh, deploying the assets to, to Zeppelin or something. 
you could easily integrate that into your storybook project so that for every component that you're building, you can already start with the uh, design assets already in your screen at all times. And depending on the process that you do, you can maybe bring the, uh, the designers even closer to you. So if you were, for instance, to make a feature and you solely focus on making that directly on Storybook, so you're not actually doing any production code, for instance, you're just creating the feature, but it's not connected to your app yet, you're able to deploy your Storybook in your branch and have the designer check it, um, do some tests and see if it's correct as expected before bringing that to actual production. And Storybook also helps you um, showcase components. Uh, it's pretty good for stakeholders as well. Um, because once again, with Storybook, you can mock pretty much all states of your components, features, and even pages. And it's really easy to say um, to the developers, like, okay, can, can you show me what you've done regarding the drafts feature? And then uh, the developers, instead of having to set all these kinds of environments and, and stuff, they can just show the Storybook, which will contain that feature. And I... I really like the fact that Storybook is here to help connect people from different skill sets and it enhances collaboration and as a result also efficiency. So if I understand it correctly, I'm trying to summarize for myself. Um, without Storybook, you have to first set up your environment, all your stuff, check out stuff before you really start working on your feature. And with Storybook, you actually turn it around. You start working on your feature first because it's isolated, because it's this is the sandbox environment. So you can have the discussion, okay, is this what we really want? And then you start working on the integration and, and make it work, right? Is that is is that the other way of thinking that you also meant with uh, the mind shift? The mindset? Yeah, exactly. So um, for instance, there's a lot of people which uh, praise TDD as a testing uh, approach. Yeah. And uh, what TDD does, uh, the test-driven development, it helps you think uh, as, as you're developing your component or whatever, like a service or something. Uh, and as a result, you end up refactoring as you develop. And in the end, you usually have something with better quality. Storybook kind of does the same. It makes you think of your UI, but also the API of those components. And it could be that you start thinking, okay, I'm gonna develop this feature as a single component. But then after you're putting that on Storybook, you're like, oh, maybe this could be reused in some somewhere else. So you actually extract it to something more like a common component. Yeah. And that, that helps you definitely uh, think of a better way to structure the, the components. And at the end, uh, you not, not only you end up with a good quality documentation of those components because they will always be there once you're, you've done it, and they will always be updated once you update the components as well. So it works sort of like a living documentation, but also it will help you at the at the end when you're shipping that component to actually yeah to production. Yeah, it also allows you to 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 shape your components without having to think of uh, the integration. So for example, we have a uh, contract layer uh, which we uh, um, generate the TypeScript interfaces from. Um, 
uh, you don't have to make that integration yet. You can just rely on your TypeScript interfaces, write your uh, stops, and use that stops to to build your component. And then you don't have to 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 start a whole a whole web shop. You can just do that in your storybook instance, which makes uh, development really fast. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I always like to think of the demo effect. I'm pretty sure you've experienced it as well. So you're about to present something to your stakeholders, but then somehow there's a flaky data or maybe the API is just not working, it's not available. And then locally it works in your machine, it works. <laughs> but then when you're <laughs> presenting it, it's just, yeah, it's just uh, not working, right? Storybook helps you to avoid those things. Uh, exactly as Niels mentioned, if you, if you have a way to work in your features without uh, depending on some APIs to be finished or depending on some data which might or might not be flaky, then it's it's a great thing because you're not blocked and uh, you can speed up your process. And taking that a step further, so you already mentioned also uh, a closer collaboration between uh, designers and developers would also be um, uh, a better interaction or uh, faster interaction between uh, user experience designers and developers be possible so that one could even have uh, i don't know some consumers or end users or whoever basically test uh, uh, a few larger components to see how they're interacted uh, 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 with the with the, the components to already kind of test it and and have some kind of idea of how users are using it is that also what storybook provides or yes definitely so uh at the, for the checkout application that we uh, we wrote uh we went out uh, at, at the building the ball.com building go on streets and uh, uh, show our interfaces to uh to uh, to people that use the ball.com uh, website and prepared some uh states to, to validate if certain flows were working out or not. And uh, yeah, uh, that really helped us uh, shaping the checkout as it is right now. It sounds quite interesting. I haven't seen uh, much of that yet with the storybook uh, from different projects, but you can definitely do something like that. Um, for instance, if you, let's say that you, you put an entire page on the storybook, uh, for instance, in a restaurant detail page. And then in that page, you want to have different states. Maybe you have, I don't know, special desserts in one case, but you don't have in the other. And then you want to have different positioning on certain components and you want to see how people behave with that. Storybook has a simple uh, feature called eject, which is kind of like a share button on top right of the, of the screen, which yeah. essentially loads a separate page as a standalone application. So you could easily uh, deploy it and put on a phone and ask for people to test it out and see what they what they think about. Yeah, that's what we did. That's uh, that's very, uh, very creative, actually. <laughs> really <laughs> like to, to see that you've done that. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. So so what were the reaction of, of, of people that, when you were showing this to them and when you were asking them questions? Well, it, well, it basically looks like you have a real checkout. So, uh, uh, yeah, some people obviously want to know uh, if you are an employee of Ball.com, uh, uh, really. So you have to to show your uh, your uh, Ball.com uh, pass. <laughs> and then others are afraid that they are not uh, really paying anything if they hit the submit uh, button. 
so yeah, there were some nice uh, reactions, but um, yeah, in general, uh, people are really willing to help out and uh, are also curious to see how uh, the new check checkout uh, gets uh, shape and uh, will work eventually. So yeah, the reactions were quite positive. Well, if you if you think about a like a big enterprise project that has multiple teams that don't connect with each other on a daily basis or something, it's always nice from one PO, for instance, to talk to the other and just share the the storybook link and say, well, this is the current state of our uh, or components. And this is what you can expect to be using on the next, uh, I don't know, couple months, right? It's always yeah. a nice way to showcase uh, what you currently have. So at, in terms of UI mm -hmm. and other teams can take advantage of that. Yeah. There's always the, if you are able to show really fast uh, what it will look like, uh, then, then you could think, okay, this is all, all, almost mm -hmm. done. So when is uh, when is this live? That, that's, uh. Uh, that's always, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's something else. Hey, we're talking a lot of uh, front-end examples right now. Is it limited to, to front-end or can you also use it in uh, more back-end systems? Um, so Storybook is a tool to help build UI. So in that sense, it's pretty much a front-end tool. Um, although there are, let's say, a few scenarios that back-enders might take advantage of because maybe you're building a system on the back end which renders HTML templates for emails, for instance, for campaigns. Okay. And uh, although Storybook, is, Storybook actually supports quite a lot of front-end frameworks, uh, it supports about like 10 different, so React, Vue, Svelte, Angular, even React Native as well. But uh, there's an experimental work right now uh, called Storybook Server which um, is for Ruby on Rails. And actually one of the projects from GitHub is started to use it. Uh, it's called Prime Components. And it seems to be promising, but it's something is still in the experimental phase. But I would say that backenders don't have a lot uh, of use cases to use Storybook for. Mm -hmm. But if they, they're doing something rendered on the backend, just like an email template, maybe they can use that. Yeah. Yeah, so the nice thing is that uh, Storybook is open source and that there are a lot of projects uh, around uh, uh, Storybook. And I also have seen a uh, add-on for uh, GraphQL integrations. So uh, yeah, there you can make actual uh, requests to, I don't know, whatever service and uh, retrieve some data and render that on your screen. So um, yeah, if people try to experiment with it, it's possible, yeah. Well, actually, uh, that's funny that you mentioned. I was talking yesterday with Aaron. Uh, it's uh, the creator of one of the Apollo GraphQL add-ons for Storybook. But actually, first of all, um, for whoever is not experienced with Storybook add-on, it's pretty much like, let's say that you're using Chrome and then you want to have some extensions installed so you can do something extra, right? It adds on top of functionality to your browser. So Storybook has a similar concept. Uh, so it's the add-on ecosystem. And if you have a project using Storybook and then you want to add extra functionality, there's a catalog of over 200 different add-ons to help you with that. So they kind of help you achieve all kinds of different uh, goals. You can do, for instance, <clears throat> viewport simulation. So you can check how your component looks on mobile devices, on tablets and desktop. Uh, you have automatic gener uh, documentation generation based on your props. <clears throat> for instance, 
So if you're using React and TypeScript, um, lots of documentation is generated automatically for you. You can also have uh, ways to tackle different, uh, to change different props just on Storybook directly. So if your component has a different states based on certain value in a prop, then a designer can just go there and check. A designer can also check like, oh, does it look nice with the long text and stuff like that. Yeah, you do that with add-on controls, right? Exactly, yes. So add-on controls basically uh, checks your uh, TypeScript interface based of, of, or, or the props of your component. And based on that, it allows you to, to click around and adjust values and see how the uh, component uh, is reacting on that. Yeah, so that adds a lot to the living documentation concept because, uh, so if you were to install Storybook in your project right now and you don't have it, uh, it's all a matter of running a single command. So the CLI will take care of the installation process and it will already come with the Storybook add-on essentials. So add-on essentials is basically a bundle of six add-ons which are uh, really taken care of by the uh, Storybook maintainers and they're really uh, good quality ones. And then you just don't need to take uh, to care much about it because it will always be updated with all of that bundle. And including in that bundle, there's add-on docs and add-on controls. So if you if you just have a project with like a button that has a primary, secondary, tertiary state, round corners or not, and then you add that to Storybook, and that will already present the props and allow you to change them and see how that works on runtime. So that's pretty useful for um, designers especially, but also for um, developers that want to know how to use certain components that they didn't build themselves. Yeah. I also like the uh, add-on for uh, accessibility, which is not part of the essentials, I believe. Yeah. But uh, an open source one. Uh, and it um, enables you to, to see whether a component is accessible enough. So to see so if, based uh, on some rules, it, it, it determines the accessibility and then yeah. you get a score out of it or something. Yes, exactly. And it gives you feedback and it shows you if there's a vulnerability. For example, if, um, if you use uh, a, an anchor that has supposed to be a button, it gives you some feedback that you could have could have done the implementation a little bit differently. So it becomes more accessible to the user. Yeah, so the add-on, uh, accessibility add-on is actually using the Axe as an engine. So Axe is one of the, the most famous accessibility tools used uh, nowadays. And it gives you feedback based on actual accessibility rules um, regarding all kinds of things. So if, you're, if your text doesn't have a good contrast uh, with the background, it will let you know. And it will also guide you to how to fix those. And that's the thing I like the most because uh, it's nice to tell that my my the stuff I did is wrong, but it's even better if you tell me how to fix them. Yeah, exactly how to enhance it. And, yeah. and, and these add-ons, uh, the, the, the essential ones are, are maintained by the project uh, storybook, but uh, the other ones are that typically uh, Companies uh, scratching an itch they have and then creating an add-on for it, or are that like consultancy companies who, in that way, uh, yeah, like to establish their way in the business? How does uh, the, the ecosystem look? Uh, 
Yeah, so let me start by bringing back the uh, Apollo one because uh, <laughs> I kind of lost that in, in track. But uh, so Storybook not only um, provides you with basic add-ons, but also provides you with an API to build add-ons yourself. So anyone in the community can just do themselves. And um, there's one for Apollo GraphQL, which allows you to basically mock all, all of your queries and even add some mutations. And that's pretty good for projects who uh, take benefit, benefit of that. Because for instance, if you have a page which solely relies on the GraphQL data, you can have that page on Storybook and every state of that page. So let's say that you have a page uh, that searches movies, for instance, that page might have a empty state, a loading state, a success state, and also an error. And all of that will depend on the data that comes from the back, from the backend, for instance. Yeah. And you can easily do that with the add-on because it just proxies that and allows you to, to tweak with uh, that information. So that's one example of a very useful add-on to help you in your development process, which was built by uh, a developer in the, in the open source community. There's also another example called Storybook Performance, which, um, if I'm not mistaken, was built by the uh, developers at Atlassian. So that's it's it's very interesting. So you basically run certain tests, performance tests in any component you want, and then you can pin the results. So how much time does it take to render? Uh, how many how many re-renders does it happen and stuff like that? And you can pin the results, you can make a few changes, and you run the, the tests again. And that will essentially uh, let you know that the changes that you've done actually improved performance or or not. So that's a really nice example. And uh, Storybook provides you with ways to build add-ons. So that doesn't uh, stop you from doing anything. You can even do add-ons internally, so you don't need to actually publish yeah. them and make it available for yeah. other people. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that some companies have been doing add-ons just themselves. Uh, I know that Wix has a few. Um, Atlassian, as I mentioned, uh, Zeppelin also has one and other companies. It's really cool. If you, I hear you talking about uh, Storybook and you're really enthusiastic. So uh, it, it sounds like, uh, <laughs> why, why didn't we have this uh, 20 years ago? Um, <laughs> But now, uh, if, if you talk like this, I, I, what is the adoption grade? Because uh, I would believe that uh, everybody would use it, right? Um, so talking about implementation, what, what is needed to, to start implementation? Uh, what does what the installment look like? Um, Niels, what, what did we experience in that? It is, uh, well, for, for a simple component, it's really simple. Uh, yeah, for uh, a shop like ours, it's an, uh, within a mono repo, it's a, it's a little bit different. Uh, because we've written a complete CLI around it, uh, which is obviously not the default uh, implementation uh, a regular user would have. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're a regular user and, and you want to test your components uh, in isolation for Storybook, you can get that up and running within 30 minutes. Uh, so it's really that's really easy, I would say. Yeah, I think for um, for simple projects, the installation process is rather simple because you essentially run a single CLI command, and you can find that in the uh, 
storybook.js.org uh, storybook website. There's a, an introduction pa uh, page which tells you how to do that. And just by running that command, you already have all the configuration done for you, everything installed. And also it comes with a small set of examples. So it contains like a button and a header and a page and how, how those components were done in whatever technology you have. So the CLI is um, smart enough to figure out if you're using a React JavaScript project or a React TypeScript project or Vue or Angular or any of the uh, supported frameworks. And that is pretty interesting because uh, for new users with simple projects, they, they can uh, use everything for out of the box. Yeah, so uh, and if you have com complex uh, situations, for example, our checkout is completely built with the Redux and Redux Saga, you can, Storybook allows you to build decorators um, uh, to still let you test your components uh, if it is uh, in isolation as it is part of the complete application. So for example, uh, a modal uh, component um, that is uh, part of your whole checkout application, you also want to be able um, to test that in isolation. And with uh, a re Redux and Redux Saga setup, it makes it a little bit more complicated, but with those decorators, you can uh, uh, kind of, uh, yeah, how do you say that? Fake the component or, or tell the component that it's still part of the bigger application and then uh, render it in isolation. Um, and that also allows you to, to test those components in isolation without having to um, uh, have to, to, to open up the complete application. Indeed, yeah, I like to see Storybook just like React because if you start a React project right now, the project is, let's say, kind of dumb. So if you want to add something that needs uh, Redux, your project needs to become smarter. So you need to add providers uh, to decorate the application. And then if you're using styled components uh, with themes, for instance, it's your application is not smart enough yet. So you need to also put some providers to, to make it smart enough. And Storybook is very similar. It starts quite dumb. And if your application is pretty smart and your Storybook is dumb, it really depends on uh, how much potential you want to use in your Storybook. And that will uh, essentially tell you how much effort you need to put into making Storybook also smart. So if, if you just have the most atomic components there, just like a button, text, uh, title, and things like that, they won't need much. But as soon as you start adding a feature that needs uh, to dispatch something to the store, then you also need to bring the same uh, the same decorators that you you did for your React app and put on Storybook. But that's not uh, a complex uh, process. It's something pretty straightforward, and uh, we're always trying to to make things easier for the for the users. Yeah. Yeah. If um if I can uh, extend a bit on that, there's also something pretty interesting, there's a lot of potential which um, we're trying to tackle right now at Storybook. So I'm experimenting with a new feature for as um, testing utility. So if, uh, so Niels, what do you use for testing? Um, various tags. So we use uh, Jest uh, in combination with the React testing library. 
but also Cyprus. Um, awesome. Yeah. So if you if you're uh, writing a feature and you want to test it with testing library, also testing library is kind of dumb. So you need to make it smart as well. So you also need to take care of the decorator process, right? You yeah. need to make sure that your components render but wrapped in a store or something like that. And as soon as you start doing that for React testing library, but also for Storybook, it feels a bit overkill because you're kind of doing the same thing, slightly different, and it's just not as nice. So what I'm trying to uh, uh, experiment with is a way to essentially, with a single line of code in your testing file, you import your stories, and you can render that in your testing library tests already with all the decorators necessary that you already put on Storybook. So if if you have a global decorator on Storybook, which takes care of adding portals for models or uh, wrapping to the store or also doing theme stuff, and you only import your story, those decorators will also be applied. So in within a single line of code, you, you should be able to reuse everything and your test will become way simpler to understand. And uh, you just rely on Storybook for that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So when is that live? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that your favorite question? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's something we're still experimenting. Uh, it works pretty nice uh, with React right now. But uh, this is also very interesting on the contributor side of things. If you're doing something on Storybook and it works nice on one framework, that's not enough. You need to make sure that it works in other frameworks as well. Yeah. So we're still experimenting on, on how to tackle other frameworks and also checking how do people write integration tests on certain other technologies and also how to make sure that it works fine for all of them. So in terms of uh, roadmap, what other cool features can we expect from uh, Storybook? Well, um, so Storybook had a pretty big shift and from version 5 to 6 which was the component story format. That's how they call the CSF. Yeah. And that came with other concepts like arcs. Um, so before, on Storybook uh, 5 and, and lower, uh, there was quite some work and effort to make things which should be simple. For instance, if you, if you have a, a button with a few props and you want them to be changed, uh, you would need to install an add-on called knobs. And then you set some custom code for that. But then at the end, the, the code that you write for your story doesn't really look like a normal component. And with Storybook 6, after all of that was introduced, there is the concept of arcs so that all of that part is taken care of automatically by you, no, by, by Storybook for you. And arcs is actually a global concept that can be used by any add-on in the ecosystem. Uh, and there's a lot of potential. So it is possible that in the future, maybe somebody will write an add-on which does uh, random user testing, like interacting with uh, certain things on the component in an automated fashion, for instance, um, stuff like that. But what we're currently working a lot towards is performance, because to be honest, Storybook feels pretty good and stable, but uh, as soon as you start scaling it, it becomes a bit of a hustle in terms of loading times. 
Yeah, my perception is already quite faster uh, compared to version 5. Exactly. So there's a lot of changes that uh, currently are done focusing on performance entirely. So all, all, all the parts in terms of uh, making smaller bundle sizes, um, applying lazy loading when, when possible, um, caching layers, and all, all things like that. It's the current focus. Oh. Yeah. So apart from performance-related um, work that we're, we've been doing for quite some time, um, there's also the whole ecosystem around Storybook as well. Because when people are using Storybook, they're usually using it with a framework, uh, even though you can also use Storybook for HTML. Um, so for instance, React 17 has just been released. And there's uh, there were a few features like the, the new JSX um, import, so you don't need to actually import React anywhere anymore. Uh, but also fast, um, fast reload or a React refresh, which also has been added on Storybook lately. lately. So there's a lot of uh, things on, on that matter, which uh, are currently, currently the focus because as the ecosystem around evolves, then Storybook also has to catch up uh, quickly. I believe that the, 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 there might be, a, because it's open source, there might be a kind of landing page or, or a page for the open source community to go to. And maybe items are shared over there as well uh, for future developments or not. Um, so Storybook, it is indeed open source. So you can check everything on uh, GitHub. We also have a Discord community of which everything is open and transparent. Every month, every first Monday of the month, there is a meeting with the maintainers but it's also open so anybody can join. Yeah. You can just check on Discord. And uh, you can check the, the milestones and the issues on GitHub to see what's the, the process on everything. Although it's quite difficult to, to promise things because as you know, Storybook supports almost like 10 or even more frameworks. And there's a lot of things happening around those frameworks at all times. And there's a lot of people who also do open source contributions to Storybook, but there's not a lot of people who actively actively do contributions. So sometimes we need uh, experts on uh, Svelte or Vue or other frameworks to help move things forward. For instance, uh, Vue tree support is something that uh, uh, is currently being worked at on right now. And uh, it's only thanks to some open source developers who open source contributors who are willing to help with that because of course it's not possible for a small team to uh, take care of all technologies <laughs> around it yeah, that would be too much hey i'm looking at Pat paul because we are heading towards uh, the end of the show already uh, do you have really important questions left or do you think it's time to go to the closing round it's time to go to the closing round yeah i think yeah. I, I i really liked what we've discussed already i think it's uh, quite good uh, Look into what Storybook uh, can do and also how we use it at, uh, at Bold.com. So I really uh, enjoyed it. So, uh, Jens, yeah, but we uh, in the closing round, we always ask uh, to share your most important uh, takeaway of, uh, or what you want people to remember from listening to this podcast. So what would that be for you, Niels? Ooh, uh, good question. Yeah, I think uh, Jan told, told uh, a lot of uh, uh, useful and cool stuff about uh, Storybook. Uh, I don't know a really particular thing that uh, blinks out. Um, 
would you advise other companies who are not yet using it to use it for use? Yeah, cases? definitely, because it speeds up uh, your uh, development process uh, uh, up a lot and uh, it allows you to, yeah, like what I said, it allows you to 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 build your components in isolation, test them in isolation, and uh, yeah, it will it will benefit uh, your uh, development process a lot. And for you, Jan, what would be your uh, takeaway that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I think it's always important to uh, assess different tools to help in your developments. I know that there's already some projects with too many tools, so why add one more, right? Um, and I think it's important to assess the, the benefits that it brings, not only the technical part, but also the non-technical, because I do see that Storybook brings a lot of benefits in that matter. So it's always nice to, to understand the bigger picture and, and not just use a tool because of its hype or something. So if, you, if you're interested in Storybook, um, check the community, go to the website, uh, storybook.js.org, and you can check, there are multiple tutorials for different scenarios, uh, and then you can see the use cases, and then you can check for yourself it's, if it's a tool for your team that suits your project. And I think that's the best way to, to take care of that, uh, rather than just experimenting uh, something for the hype. And um, together with New Line, uh, which is an edit, uh, editor from the, for courses uh, in books and videos, uh, we're actually, I'm actually building a course with them. So maybe in the future, you can check out that uh, the content and maybe it will help you out. Great. Yeah, so people who want to know more about that, uh, yeah, keep an eye on uh, our techlab.bot.com uh, website uh, to, see, uh, to, to follow the link or follow Jan, of course, on the social media and that kind of stuff. So uh, then you would be notified so yeah great guys uh, to have you in the show and uh, yeah shine a light on everything that's behind storybook uh, you uh, where you uh, hear a term like that uh, yeah you, you just think like what you just shared it's, it's just another tool but there's a lot of things behind it and a lot of uh, um, yeah, gains you can uh, achieve with this so uh, really great that you shared your stories and um, yeah good to have you on the show thanks yeah, thanks too. Thanks, Thank guys. you so much. Really nice to, to be here with you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun.